0: Who's better, Trevor Zegres or Jack Hughes? More to talk about on today's episode of Locked On Devils featuring Locked On Ducks. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hi, this is Bryce Salvador and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews.
0: All righty now, what is up New Jersey and also Anaheim. Welcome back to the Locked On Devils and the Locked On Ducks podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. He is J.D. Wait, there we go. Other way, other way. (laughs) I always make this mistake, bro. He is J.D. Hernandez of Locked On Ducks and it is a battle of the young guns. So I'm going to be representing Jack Hughes. And he's going to be representing Trevor Zegress. The, yeah. battle, of the, the battle of the bromance. So, <laughs> J.D., how the, before we get into the discussion, how are the Ducks looking? They're looking
1: all the doubles. And <laughs> that they're slowly on the rise. They will be better than last season. Playoffs, not so sure. But, hey, they got some exciting young players.
0: I'd say the Devils, our ceiling is wild card, but everything has to go correctly. It's going to depend on if Jack Hughes can stay healthy, uh, you know, can Andre Palat have a career year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some exciting prospects, including Alexander Holtz, who is uh, probably going to get a role on the top six. Our goaltending yeah. has gotten better with Mackenzie Blackwood and Tech Vanacek, but Okay, so just to, um, you know, catch everybody up, the reason I reached out to JD Hernandez of Locked on Ducks, I've actually been talking about this for like a month or so, saying, okay, you know what? We're going to do a crossover and we're going to talk about Jack Hughes versus Trevor Zegras because somebody, a former Locked on host, called me out on Twitter and said that I was, for better terms, effing insane for saying that Jack Hughes uh, is better than Trevor Zegras or saying like, Trevor Zegras wishes he was Jack Hughes because remember you 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 tweeted something out saying like um, why is Jack Hughes paying for Trevor Zegres's, uh breakfast or whatever the case might be and because you know Trevor Zegras was I think at the time recently named the cover athlete for the new NHL video game along with Sarah Nurse so mm-hmm. I personally like the cover. I think it's a uh, I think it's <clears throat> something different something unique and, you yeah know, you you
1: know of- why Hughes is paying for everything right now. Because he got that contract already. Zgris will get it after this season. So maybe next year Z will start paying for stuff. But for right now. Hughes is making a little bit more money. Although yeah. I I can see Zgris trying to one up Hughes. The next contract that's available. I could see Zgris saying. You know what? He's making 8 million. I want 9 million. And the Ducks would give him that. I could see the one up. Sure Heck yeah. One's up. One upsmanship is definitely in play here. So I could see Z making... You know, this was actually a topic on a recent episode of Locked Ducks. Where I talked about how much Z should be paid after this season. And we were kind of toying around with maybe $8.59 million. And honestly, if Zgris has another stellar season, I could see him getting that $9 million contract. Because the Ducks will also have... Cap space. The ducks have all the cap space in the world right now. And there's there's a certain former duck that's going off the books next season. Some guy, you may have heard of him. He's been in three consecutive Stanley Cup finals and lost three consecutive Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> that guy, Corey Perry, he's finally off the books after next season. The worm? Not Dennis Rodman, the worm. Corey Perry, the Worm. There's your, there's your NBA reference, but yeah, yeah. Okay. The Corey Perry money goes off, so money will be available.
0: All right, the Worm will be off the books, everybody. Now, JD, I got to ask you this before we get into it. So, Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras both have the same rating in the EA Sports video game shell. Last season, Hughes fifty six points. Almost had the same amount of points as Zgris, 61, in 26 less games. There's levels to this, EA Sports. Be better. Uh, so, why? Okay. They, I gotta ask you this. Why are they rated the same when Jack Hughes was the better player in 26? Oh, my games? God. We're
1: gonna do this. All right. First yes. off, Zgris got that many points in spite of being benched earlier in the season by Dallas Eakins. There were a few games where Zgris didn't play that many minutes cuz he was getting benched for whatever reason. It was only towards maybe middle and end where Z was finally let loose and started scoring goals at will. So those points are in spite of that. Also, you got to keep in mind that the Anaheim Ducks not exactly a juggernaut on offense. Z had to carry that team for about a month. And also, you got to think about it wasn't just Trevor Zegras scoring goals. There was another guy that was up and coming for the Ducks. Some guy by the name of Troy Vetchkin has a former colleague that you may have alluded to earlier mentioned. Yeah, she calls him Troy Vetchkin. But Troy Terry had a breakout season and gee, if only Zgris and Terry were on the same line. Argh, that would have been fun. Shoulda,
0: shoulda, woulda, coulda, dinda, though.
1: Will be though. Will be.
0: Okay. 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 But let me tell you this about Jack Mm -hmm. Hughes. Okay, here we go. Jack Hughes is so adaptable. Like he can make anybody around him better. And he's proving it once again during the course of this preseason because Alexander Holtz, a player who only suited up in like nine or so games for the Devils last season, is now projected to be a top six player. And, And who was he paired alongside with? He was paired alongside with Andre Pilat and Jack Hughes. And that line is now called the H two O line. And if you want to go a little further, during yeah, so like Hughes, Holtz, and then Andre. So but if you want to go back a little further to the 2021 uh fifty six uh COVID season, Jack Hughes was paired with Yanni Kwokinen and also Yegor Sharangovich. And we I oh, poor least, Jack. Uh, Yes. Poor Jack. Exactly. Exactly. Poor, poor Jack Hughes. But he was able to make the most of it because uh, Yanni Kwokinen was somewhat solid. And then Yegor Govich was one of the more exciting players for the Devils that year, because I don't think anyone was anticipating for Yegor Govich to be the player that he was coming out of preseason and he was electrifying. So that was called the kid line. And then going into the next season, that was obviously the top line the Devils were going to roll with because Yanni Koukinen, Yegor Sharangovich, and Jack Hughes worked so well together. But What mm-hmm. happened? What went wrong with that line? Jack Hughes gets hurt second game of the year against the Seattle Kraken. He is out for a significant amount of time. Then what happens to Yegor Sharangovich and Yanni Quokenin? They go down. So Yegor Sharangovich and Yanni Kokenin both became healthy scratches a couple times. And now where's Quokenin right now? He's overseas. Where's Sharangovich right now? While in discussion to have solid production, we don't really talk about Sharon Govich being a vital part of being uh, you know, up there in points for the Devils this season. So when you talk about Zgress not being paired with the right amount of guys, I'm just saying like someone like Jack Hughes, he's able to make it work, and it doesn't matter who he's paired alongside with. He is like the engine that makes the New Jersey Devils run, and he makes the players around him better, as proven with Alexander Holtz, Yegor Sharon Govich, and Yanni
1: Quoken. All right, you done? <laughs> yes, I'm done. Because I'm, I'm ready to go now. So conversely, think about who he was paired up with. I'm talking about Zygris. Zygris had a good thing going with a certain player that is now on maybe the outs in the NHL, a guy by the name of Frank Milano or Sonny Milano. Think about how those two paired up. Zygris, you want to talk about a guy making other players better. Zygris is that guy for the Ducks. Zegras gave Sonny Milano his career season last year with the Ducks. If it wasn't for Trevor Ziegris, Milano would not have gotten that many points. And for some reason, now that you take out Ziegris from that pairing, Milano struggled that last month of the season when Dallas Eakins was shuffling around lines. And you want to talk about a pairing that just had an amazing thing going on. I mean, think about the flying Z goal. Do I need to go any further than the flying zeagle that took place at buffalo new york that took an amazing amount of coordination if trevor Ziegris can make anybody better including sen milano then that's nothing but a good thing for the ducks and that's when they were rolling it wasn't until maybe march like i said Sonny milano just kind of fell off a little bit which is why Sonny milano did not sign with anybody and he go and that was it so What's wrong with Sonny Milano, some people are saying. Look, he's not making a big impression in Calgary right now. And that's unfortunate because he probably misses his buddy. Having somebody just pass it along with definite ease to everyone else. And when you saw Zegres on the line with Troy Terry those few times, that's when Troy Terry's goals began to pick up as well. Zegris is a play-making type player. San Milano having the most points in his career. San Milano was mired in the minor leagues. Cleveland with the Monsters. And he did win a Calder Cup with the Monsters, sure. On this, he struggled to find points. Career high in the NHL, 30-14 goals. Career highs for Zygris this coming year. You're going to see the Zygris pairing and i even said terry could get 40 goals this season he definitely could
0: okay okay so you made your case for playmaking but i just want to i just want to say this when jack hughes went down Mm -hmm. with the injury second game of the year what happened to the new jersey devils their production went way down like it wasn't even funny to the point where going into christmas break we were on like a six game losing streak but then when jack hughes comes back there's just a new surgence amongst the organization. Like the mm-hmm. Devils started becoming uh, more consistent on the offensive side of things, and then uh, they they just caught lightning in a bottle. And I would arguably say they were one of the more exciting offenses to watch in the entire league. Now they couldn't guard anyone, but we're not talking about defense for here. We're talking about the <laughs> offensive production from Mr., <laughs> from Mister Jack Hughes. But um, you know, overall, it's just like um, when when Jack Hughes returned to injury. The Devils just got so much better. At one point, Yegor Govich was able to get back to what he once was last year, and that was you know mm-hmm. uh, due to Jack Hughes returning. And then uh, Jack Hughes became like Player of the Week due to uh, him like you know beating some top-notch teams, including I believe the Edmonton Oilers at one point late in December or, it, or or if it was early January, I forget these games mesh together. But overall, it's just like the point is Jack Hughes. Without him, the engine does not run for New Jersey Devils, and they are a bottom tier team. But with him coming back, they are a fringe, fringe. I, I can't reiterate this enough. They are a fringe wild card team. I felt, I feel as though if Jack, and this might be a hot take, if Jack Hughes was healthy, because he only suited up in forty nine games this year, if he would have appeared in like mm-hmm. seventy to seventy five games. Okay. I think we'd be talking about the New Jersey Devils possibly either making the wild card or being relatively close. Oh, 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 you're going to drink. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You drink your water, buddy. You drink your water. I know what you're trying to do, and mm-hmm. I'm not falling for it. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not going to fall for your little uh, malarkey there. Now. Um <laughs> So, any anyway, as I was saying, yes. J- I think Jack Hughes, if he played in more games, then quite honestly, I think the New Jersey Devils would have been like a fringe wildcard team. That's that's what I say. And I talked to a betting expert, I talked to Jackson Bond of Paramount uh, Sports, and he mm-hmm. said the best bet for the New Jersey Devils this year is to place your bets on Jack Hughes to possibly win uh, the Hart Trophy, just because he could oh. have a- Taylor- oh, Hang on, hang on, hang on, bear with me. He can have a Taylor Hall type of year just because, like, remember when Taylor Hall was on the Devils? He didn't eclipse 100 points, but the Devils got, were, like, a surprise. And I feel as though if Jack Hughes stays healthy, if he gets to 100 points, if the Devils are a wild card team, could he win it? I don't know. But I think he would be in the running for the Hart Trophy. That And that's a betting expert telling me, like, you know, if you want to place your bet on a New Jersey Devils outcome whether it's lindy ruff getting fired whether it's the devil's making the playoffs your best bet is to go in on jack hughes possibly winning the heart trophy
1: well, i think it would also be on bet online by the way <laughs> that's yes. ah
0: yes it would be on, it I, would be on bet online
1: i mean should we go with that segue now because we got to talk about bet online for a hot minute right because Please remember bet on- to
0: gamble responsibly, people.
1: Yeah, bet responsibly. Do not bet on the Phoenix Coyotes. But Bet Online is your first source for all sports betting. You know, hockey's coming up. Basketball's coming up. Football, week four, week five. And baseball coming to a close. So to find all the latest player developments, including a Zgris and a Hughes, team matchups, podcasts, news, in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find bet online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with up to the minute scores for every sport out there and you can also check out mlb mma boxing and even golf so where should they head to trey
0: betonline.net please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at locked on Bets for all your betting needs there as well
1: bet online is where the game starts and bet online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Gamble responsibly, folks. Do not bet on the Coyotes this season. Do not bet on the Blackhawks this season. Don't do it. Bet responsibly. You could bet on the Devils. Actually, you know what? I'll I'll make this bet. You could take the over on both the Devils and the Ducks on the points projections because they were pretty low for both of our teams.
0: Yes, they. Like that is something I think we can agree on. I just okay look i know okay so during the course of the offseason the devils were swinging for the fences we were aiming for johnny goodrow kevin fiala alex de matthew kachuk i think that by default the devils did get better during the course of the offseason you know we got andre palat we got marina we got brendan smith we got v tech vanacek uh we were able to get uh uh shimon the from the draft and that I think wasn't that, a bad pick that was not a bad pick because here's the thing you draft what you need. You don't draft the best player available unless you're the first overall pick. Ah, see. Well, because the thing is, if we would have drafted maybe,
1: maybe in your case, that's true.
0: true. Yes, because if you would have because if we would have drafted Logan Cooley or Shane Wright, it doesn't make sense because uh we got Nico Heesher, we obviously got Jack Hughes, we got Dawson Mercer. Uh we have it's, a lot it's of really
1: it's those first two guys that you mentioned. Right there, which is why you make that pick,
0: right? And you and you get another defenseman to develop alongside with Luke Hughes.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I I did not hate the pick, but you know, going back to the points, I I could see a world where the Ducks could make a wild card. I think that is the Ducks' ceiling as well, the same as the Devils, possibly making a wild card. But that also depends on that other division. The Central Division, I'm going to be honest, I don't see the Ducks overtaking the Oilers, the Flame, the Kings in the division. It's going to depend on the Wild Card, and it's going to depend on the Central Division. It's going to depend on the Winnipeg Jets of the world. It's going to depend on, maybe not the Blues, but the Stars of the world. It's going to depend on those teams and see how they do. And it's also going to depend on how poorly the other teams in the Central play. I mentioned the Blackhawks and the Coyotes being two of them. How poorly are those teams going to fall in the standings? And how much could it pump up the points for other certain teams? So it all depends.
0: But um, I think if all goes well, and like I said, the offense is going to come at the hands of Mr. Jack Hughes, uh, I, I think the Devils have a legitimate chance. But that's best case scenario. We need our goaltending to be good. We need uh yeah, that's team. that's
1: your question mark right there, buddy.
0: Here's the thing: here's the thing. Uh the devils have actually been doing pretty well. And I know it's preseason, and I know we don't want to like read too far into it, but the devils have actually been doing somewhat decent in the goaltending department during the course of preseason. So right. I just so you know, I just want to point this out. I said it in my latest episode, according to Bill Spaulding, who is the new play-by-play voice for a New Jersey Devils. He tweeted out and said, safe to say the Devils have gotten better than average goaltending this preseason. Defensive structure was mostly good again today, too. That's just six goals against in five preseason games. So, the reason
1: the reason we haven't heard a whole lot about goaltending for the Ducks is because the guys that they've sent out during the preseason has been guys that are going to wind up in San Diego. Ole Eriksson, and Lukasz Dostal. Finally, on Tuesday night, there's going to be Anthony Stolars, finally. Gibby against the Kings. Well, that that's a whole other thing. The Kings love playing against John Gibson. So that, that's kind of tough to evaluate. But it's really going to come down to maybe Saturday's game. To evaluate the goaltending for the Ducks. Just because they haven't played any of their main guys. Like, the Ducks are set in their goaltending. John Gibson, Anthony Stolars. Who we haven't really seen. We we haven't. So well, that's, that, that's yeah, go ahead.
0: We don't want to get, see, you don't want to like overestimate, but you don't want to underestimate preseason either. That's the thing. So I'm just trying to be somewhat conservative about it.
1: I'm being super conservative just because the ducks really haven't played all their guys yet. We're, we're not really going to see what the team's going to look like until Saturday's game at Staples Center on Saturday.
0: Uh, It's called crypto.com.
1: No, no, right. no, 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 no. no. You cannot do that to me. No, 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 no. It, it's the truth. It's called crypto. Everybody, nobody in SoCal calls it
0: crypto.com Car- no arena. It's not Staples Center anymore. It's crypto. Oh, no,
1: Stop. no, no, no. Okay. LA is a lot like Chicago in that sense. When the names change, they do not call it the new name. They call it the old name, okay? It is still Sears Tower. It is still Staples Center. Okay, for about 10 years, no one called it Edison International Field. No, it was the Big A in Anaheim or Angel Stadium. No one called it Edison International. It was. It's the Big A. It's the Big A, folks. That's where the Angels play. It's the Pond. That's where the Ducks play. I still hear going to the Pond or the Ponda
0: Crypto.com arena. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, the one thing we can't agree, JD, before we get back into our discussion, uh, I, I, I love the Lakers. So LA. I,
1: I, I do love my, I, I do
0: always. So we have. Can, at least we can agree on that. On that regards. We,
1: we can, we can definitely agree on that. I mean, this isn't basketball talk, but after seeing, their last preseason game my hopes have dwindled that. A, a little don't bit about
0: that. it's preseason it's preseason don't overestimate don't underestimate it's preseason it's just they're they're rusty now let's get back into the discussion for jack hughes and Trevor egress yes I, okay okay i i don't want to disrespect Trevor egress in any sort of way but you're going I'm to i'm not going to but okay I'm just, good i'm just like I, i'm not going to slander him he's a good player if i I had to pick one or the other in my unbiased opinion it's jack hughes now here's here's why you know Trevor egress suited up in 75 games 75 out of 82 games now you did say because he wasn't really getting the minutes he deserved early on so he registered 61 points but the fact of the matter is this so like you know if we're comparing you know the first two years in the league uh you know i think I think Trevor Zegras does have that edge a little bit because it did take Jack Hughes a minute to, to, you know, come into fruition. So, cause you know, I was talking to the locked on sense guys in regards to comparing Jack Hughes and Tim Stutzel and they compared like, you know, their first two years in the league or whatever the case might be. I was like, yes, you are right about that. The numbers might be better.
1: That's a but tough they- comparison too. That's a tough one.
0: Yes. But the fact of the matter is this Jack Hughes this past year in his junior year, his third year, he took his game to another level. Like he was on on pace to get ninety or a hundred so points had he played in more games. So who's
1: to say that cannot happen for Zegris in his I'm, third I year? Didn't,
0: I didn't, here's the thing. I didn't say it can't happen for Zegris, but I'm talking about in the okay. present moment, here, okay, right now. All right. I would go with I'm going with Jack Hughes. I'm going with my guy to uh be the better young gun just because of what he's been able to do and quite honestly he's he's the truth i call him the truth i know that's paul pierce's nickname in sports but i call him jack the truth hughes because he is the mother effing truth
1: because paul pierce is gonna come after you and who cares? probably
0: who gives a, and probably I don't think give a crap about, i don't give a crap about paul pierce who cares he wasn't that he's overrated anyway now Paul um, Pierce is
1: gonna he's gonna come after you and then fake an injury and be carried off.
0: <laughs> Very funny, but no. In all seriousness, Jack Hughes is is my guy just because of what he's been able to do for the organization. Yes, he got up to a late start. Yes, he as a first overall pick, he had the worst um, overall performance for a forward since Joe Thornton in the nineties, or then Alexi Lafreniere came. But then that's a Different discussion. That's a
1: whole other thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But so Jack Hughes' rookie year, not good. But then his sophomore year outside the Metro, no one was really talking about him, but he showed glimpses of significant improvement. And then his third year, just took it five steps ahead. He just, he was on pace to get 90 or 100 or so points. I've seen the, I've seen how he makes the people around him better. He's still mm-hmm. able to get um, opportunities for himself. He's, and you know, right. he's proven that he's adaptable except being moved to a winger oh. position, which I don't know why Lindy Ruff decided to do that, but he wanted to keep like Nico Kiescher, Jesper and Jack Hughes on the same line when he returned to injury. That that wasn't going to work. Uh, and I'm glad that well. they only stuck with that for a couple games. But um, digre- digressing a little bit, um, Jack okay. Hughes has proven that he can help others around him because, you know, look at what he was able to do for Ye- Yegor Shrungovic and Yanni Kuokkanen and now look what he's doing for Alexander Holtz right now because going into training camp, there was discussions as to whether or not Alexander Holtz would begin the year in Utica or not. But now Alexander Holtz is pretty much a lock to be the top six guy, and that's thanks to mostly Jack Hughes being able to make, uh, you know, Alexander Holtz stand out a little bit more. And I think Jack Hughes has a chance to quit.
1: Look at this this tenacity right here. How can you not go with Trevor Azuguer? Of course, I'm going to go with my guy, Trevor Zegas.
0: You know what? Okay. Yeah, I know you are. I wouldn't expect anything less, but yep. I, But the facts are the facts. Jack Hughes, all, statistically all the... this year, the, the fact okay. of the matter is this. Like, look, okay, the, fact, the, the facts are there for us, JD. And I'm not trying to – Oh, push it, push I, down I cannot Zegas. wait.
1: I cannot wait until Trevor Zegas outscores his buddy this season because you know they're good buddies off the ice. They're,
0: yeah, I know. The, the battle of I said battle of the bromance. And okay. Cole Caulfield and Trevor Zegras, great friends.
1: So let's talk about Zegras for a hot minute, shall we? Let's do that. You talk about a player that makes his teammates better. I already mentioned Tony Milano. How about making guys like, oh, you ready for this? Making guys like Derek Grant, a perennial fourth liner better. Making other guys that are otherwise, I don't want to say.
0: I, I literally said that with Yanni Quokenan. Where's Yanni Koukinen playing right now? Overseas.
1: Where's Sonny Milano going to play right now? Sonny Milano is not having a good impression on the Flames. I think Milano does not make the Calgary team, and he's going to wind up probably in the American Hockey League. I think that's where he might end up.
0: At least he's in North America. Oh, my God. At
1: least he's
0: in North America. First
1: of all, Coconut could probably play in the AHL over here too, for what it's worth.
0: And why isn't he? Why isn't he?
1: Because he chose to play in Europe, and maybe Milano... Hey, Milano could wind up playing in Europe, too. He could go the way of Sean Backman or Colton Yellowhorn. There are some names you don't know about. But let's talk about Milano making other guys better. A lot of that Ducks team was a hot mess for the past two seasons. I mean, come on. There's a lot of guys that are no longer on that team. He made Danton Heinen better. He made everybody around him better because he is that playmaker. He makes everybody on juniors team better. I point out that Trevor Zegris also has a little bit of that instinct. There's a certain NBA player that also had that kill. Not that Jack Hughes doesn't. But who else will take on an entire country before a game, before a gold medal game, and pretty much tell them off and say, you know what, they haven't been tested yet. and We're going to win the gold. Zegris could have crap after the game, or he could have said it you know, days before. But Zegris decided to give Canada bulletin board material. And he wound up scoring a point and winning the MVP of the WJC tournament that season. Because Trevor Zegris has that just panache with him. He has that little bit of moxie. That's what I think could separate Trevor Zegris from most other players. is the killer instinct. Proving everyone else wrong. It's the mind... It's I'm better than you, and and I'm going to prove y'all wrong. I think Zegris is also going to to prove a lot of the haters wrong, that say, oh, Zegris is a fluke. and there has been a lot of sports saying that he's a fluke. It's going to be that little bit of an edge that will propel Zegris. You ready for this? I think Zegris could have a monster season. He could get an eighty point campaign in his oh what what his season could it match. He's in his third season. I think he could surpass that total even.
0: Okay. I okay. Really, now that,
1: now that okay. Zegres will get the top six minutes, finally.
0: Okay. For reference, J.D., 49 games. So through 49 games that Zegres plays in, 49 games that he suits up in, you expect for him to have 56 points at least.
1: It could happen. Give, given who he's around now – as opposed to last season, I could see it.
0: Okay. All right. I'll hold you accountable for that. He
1: he's he's finally going to get top six minutes to start the okay. season. Thank we're
0: talking, God. We're talking about create for himself and for others because Jack Hughes had twenty-six point I mean, sorry, twenty-six goals and thirty assists for a grand total of fifty-six points. So that's the dictionary definition of you know what for yourself and others.
1: Somebody has to take over all those points that Getsloff had. Somebody has to take those over, right? Okay. Why not Trevor Zegris Zegers finally being a saying, first line center will help.
0: I'm just saying, Jack Hughes was an all star this past year, so that's also something you need to take into consideration. Because despite missing so many games, Jack Hughes an all star baby.
1: I could say Trevor Zegers was technically an all star. He was technically oh. in the oh. all star festivities. No, no. Let me oh. rephrase. Let me rephrase that. He was technically in the All-Star festivities. The Pacific Division is a pretty stacked division. And I'm sorry, Trevor, but Troy Terry did deserve it. I mean, I'm sorry to say that, but Troy Terry had a monster season. Now that we're going to see Terry and Zegris together on the line, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so, so fun to watch.
0: I want to read you a quote.
1: Oh, here we go. All right. What, what, Excuse- what's the quote?
0: Excuses are the tools of the weak and the incompetent used to build monuments of nothingness. Those who excel in it seldom excel in anything else but excuses.
1: Oh, buddy.
0: I'm just trying to say, like, you're making excuses for for Trevor Zegers not being an all-star. Okay, but Jesper Bratt arguably was the best player for the New Jersey Devils. Oh, here died. we go. <laughs> Oh boy! I want you to talk to my buddy, the Brad Pack, because he always says Jesper Bratt is the best player in the NHL. Now, as I as I was saying, Jesper Bratt, theoretically, you can make an argument saying that he was the MVP for the New Jersey Devils last year from a no. I
1: disagree with that. I disagree with that. I'm sorry. He led,
0: the, he led the Devils in assists. He led the Devils in points, but he was tied with Jack Hughes for most goals on a team. But yet, Jack Hughes was the person who, uh, if you take him off the roster, the Devils. I can't whistle go down so and there we go thank you thank you for adding that sound bite now as I was saying you can make the argument that Jesper Bratt was the MVP but the reason I picked Jack Hughes as my MVP is because who had the bigger impact winning wise that was Jack Hughes so despite despite Jesper Bratt having a better points um season Jack Hughes was still the all-star and Jesper Bratt had to try to rely on the fan vote to get those last few spots and he didn't get it
1: i i'm sorry no disrespect to to brad but i think jack hughes is the engine that runs that team no i mean i'm gonna be honest here just like trevor zegras is starting is starting to be, become that player that will help lead the ducks when trevor zegras was off the ice or those few he didn't play because of some panini happening. He, the Ducks struggled. The Ducks struggled mightily without Trevor Zegras those few games. Yes, there's more of a sample size for Hughes missing games, but on the few times that Zegras was not on the ice, the Ducks just struggled so much. They struggled to score. They struggled to find any type of offense. So while more flashy player, and he does have the lacrosse goals, and he has the flying Z goal, He is still more of that playmaking type player, and you're going to see that in full force next season as well.
0: Okay. Look, I'm not trying to say Trevor Zegres is bad or anything. He's a good player, and obviously, you know, he's going into year three. Jack Hughes is going into year four. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying at the present moment, Jack Hughes is the better player stats-wise, accolade-wise, all-star, and just overall, you know, impact-wise. Because if you take Jack Hughes off that roster, Devils are right back in the lottery. Well, they they were in the lottery this past year. They were in the lottery you know. anyway. Mo, well, no, but most, but Jack Hughes missed most of the year. He missed a good chunk of the year. So, and the Devils were dealing with a lot of injuries as well, and also the COVID did, didn't help them. So, so, and I know, I know, I know.
1: Trevor Zeger game point per game is in Trevor Zegeris. I think he will get at least a point per game.
0: Okay. Like I said, Trevor Zegres is a great player. I strongly disagree that he and Jack Hughes should both be rated in 87 in the Shell video game. I think Jack Hughes should be at least a point or two higher just because of what the, look what, look, the stats don't lie. Okay. Stats do not lie. 49 games, 56 points, 75 games and a uh, 61 points for uh, Zegres if I, if my memory is good. So I'm just saying, there's different levels to this. So almost the same amount of points. I think you need to
1: look. You 26- look at the micro stats for NHL EA ratings too, though. There's there's got to be some micro stats that we're overlooking, right?
0: Yeah, it's called being the cover athlete, so they kiss up to you a little bit more. It's called being the cover athlete.
1: Freaking right. <laughs> there's a reason saying. he's the cover athlete. There's a reason for that.
0: Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it. it but you know, I get why they kiss up to him. They kiss up. To oh, him they, they 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 pad his stats a little bit more. But I still die on the hill saying that Trevor Zegres wishes he was Jack. He was wild. I, he did the stick toss in the air. He 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 copied his buddy.
1: And Zegres got fined for Who it. Who did that first. Zegres got fined. I that still, uh, that still gets to me. That Hughes didn't get a fine, but Zegras got fined for that. What the heck, NHL? Let's, let's please not become the NFL. Let's please not become the no-fun league, all right? Let the players have fun. The no Let fun. the kids play. No.
0: Yeah, I don't get – well, it's probably – I think the stick toss thing is just that it could potentially hurt someone. Like, because, you know, it is like – because, you know, the stick is kind of big. So, if, like, if you toss it into the stands, it could, like – I think it's a safety hazard. So I, don't, I think I think the the NHL warned the players behind closed doors, saying don't do that. And then you know that's what happened. So I think they gave a warning to like Jack Hughes, and then when Trevor Zegras did it, he got fined. That's my educated guess.
1: That's probably correct, and that's so NHL to do that. By the way, do I do so, I want to G- see the mic? Do I want to see the micro stats on this? Yes, I want to see what the shell stats are for z's passing i want to see what it is for his goal scoring i want to see what it is for all those micro stats that could contribute to why he's an 87 as well as hughes
0: and technically uh according to the list he's rated just a tad bit higher so it's like they're tied for 87 but who gets the slider edge it's trevor zegris apparently so you know like I, said, I can't wait to see why me neither i i i am curious to see too because i did an episode on that saying why are they both rated in 87 there's levels to this
1: there there are levels to this and it has to with the microstats so let's see when the game yeah let's delve into that when we finally get all those weird stats out maybe
0: it's it's the same game every year we waste 60 bucks and the soundtrack maybe it's just because i'm not a music person but i don't recognize any of those names
1: oh my god are you kidding me I'm,
0: I, that, I, I can't that's gonna that. be
1: a whole other podcast in itself
0: i don't that, rec- i don't recognize like every year for video game uh soundtracks like i said i'm not a music person so it's just like i recognize fewer and fewer names
1: i will say the legacy edition on ps3 had some really really good music back in 2016 and if i want to go back even further I thought NBA Street Volume 3 had some amazing soundtrack music as well when that when that came out. I mean there were was, was some good ones there. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. That's
0: I'm just saying. So JD, any final thoughts? Who are you rolling with in the Battle of the Young Guns?
1: Who do you think in I'm the gonna roll moment, with?
0: Present moment, not future. The Trevor present Zegers.
1: moment, Trevor Ziegris. I'm rolling with I'm rolling with C.
0: Alright, hey, I'm going with Hughes, so. It looks like we're going to have to agree to disagree.
1: We'll, we'll agree on this. Plus, I love I love Zegers trying to copy Hughes on that little stick toss into the crowd. Plus, that was a good goal, too. I mean, okay, Hughes was good. I thought Zegers was better just because of who it was against. Who was Hughes' goal against?
0: Marc-Andre Fleury against the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Who are not a good team, by the way. They're not a playoff team z did that against the washington capitals a playoff team
0: what the retirement home capitals
1: ah ha, ha. they were still a playoff team right i'm just saying i'm just okay. saying
0: okay okay okay
1: okay yeah sorry sorry we'll, I don't... See
0: what, we'll see how the season goes but i'm rocking with my guy jack hughes to possibly win the heart trophy so uh I think if you put $10 on that, you'll win like a few hundred dollars.
1: The heart trophy, really? I think Connor McDavid would want a word, and I think there's a couple other guys that would like a word.
0: The narrative, the narrative. Jack Hughes has the narrative going for him. That's very important for any MVP race, the narrative. So not in the playoffs last year, injured. Then come come this you year, know he has what? a David paul type of year. I can't
1: wait to see the narrative on the Calder Trophy this season, which is another guy. I mean, there's the Calder narrative. I haven't gone there. Who was the runner up for the Calder last season?
0: I don't think we have time for this.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. We're going to stop right there. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to go any further. But at least one of our guys was in the top three trophy running at least one of our you know what I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Stop the count.
0: Alexander Holtz, look out. So
1: Oh M- no Hulse. no no. McTavish for the Calder. McTavish all the way. All r- the r- way.
0: R- how do I get this okay? How do I get this? R- Point the other way. I okay, there we go. There we
1: Okay, go. look look how easy <laughs> this is. See, that's all you gotta do. Look how easy that is.
0: Sorry. You gotta you, gotta,
1: you gotta work the camera, buddy.
0: There's a figure I want to give you, but this is a family-friendly show. So, as I was,
1: well, this since a family-friendly show, read between the lines. Anyway, oh uh...
0: yes, JD, real talk. Thank you for doing this crossover, Battle of the Young Guns. Where can everyone find you?
1: They can find me keeping track of the real Young Gun, Trevor Zegris on lockdown. Anaheim Ducks. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this now. You could track the runner-up for the Calder Trophy on Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It's free and available across all platforms. This podcast, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey. And I'll be talking about the eventual Calder Trophy winner, Mason McTavish. And I will continually pump his tires all season long on Spotify, on Odyssey, on Podbean. And I'll talk about the greatness that is Troy Terry on YouTube. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at StimpyJD, right down there. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Trey, it's always fun talking to you. And I can't believe we won a whole show not talking about certain someone. So we're going to keep it at that for this show.
0: Yep. And for anyone listening on the Anaheim Ducks kind of thing, you can follow my personal Twitter page at Tremat4, T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and the number four, and the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. also doing a giveaway. So if you want to win a three-by-five uh, New Jersey Devils flag, all you have to do is leave a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you'll be entered, and also show me that you've done so, and you'll be entered to win that giveaway. Winner will be announced next Tuesday, so six days when this episode goes live. So, J.D., always nice talking to you.
1: Always fun talking to you, and I can't wait till our two teams play each other. Can't wait for that.
0: Woo. ESPN should have gotten on that, the battle of the bromance.
1: Really? Come on, ESPN. What are you doing?